0: Welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's special spooky, ooky (laughs) Halloween edition of Behind the Sofa, where we review the top 100 horror movies of all time my name's ollie
1: and i'm Kirsty, and
0: we've only gone and bloody bought her back again god knows why (laughs) against our better judgment we've bought charlie back
1: (laughs)
2: um
0: and we thought we'd drop a little surprise deuce in your i don't know know. (laughs) a little surprise nugget in your halloween stocking um, stocking?
1: Th- oh. Do you have a Halloween stocking? Oh. Yeah, it's got Christmas. a severed
0: foot in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, so we thought we'd just drop a little surprise episode. Because, uh, you know what I mean, we can't go and not observe Halloween. That That'd goes be,
1: against the rules.
0: goes against... Oh.
1: oh. Which
0: is a clue to what this episode is about. Although the title will be in the episode description. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you all know what it is we're talking about. We're going to be talking about Trick or Treat...
1: Is my trick favorite R tree. My yeah, trick R. My favorite Halloween movie. So. Well, that's,
0: that's a, okay, right? Well, let's. You're saying it's your favorite Halloween movie. Yeah,
1: second to like Halloween, as in Michael Myers Halloween. The original is uh, a top fave, but this one I I just love. I think it's funny. It's clever. It's really well written. It's really well shot the stories come together. Like, I enjoy it and we'd be happy to watch it again and again and again. What about you? Same. So. This,
0: <laughs> this as well? Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: yeah, I think so. I mean, I've only watched it a couple of times but you guys actually introduced me to this. I think the first time I watched it would have been with you. Oh, was it really?
0: Yeah. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah. At, probably at Halloween. Mm. Bringing spooky people mm. together.
0: Shining a light. Yeah. Right. Um, I'd say it's got to be this or I love watching it's a great pumpkin Charlie Brown of yeah. Halloween yeah oh, well yeah that's a classic that's, uh, if you're yeah.
1: talking about horror
0: yeah this is this is one the one top ones. this is yeah. the one um so trick or treat give us a quick rundown
1: okay so it's um four stories that are all brought together there's little nods in between each of them where they show how they're all sort of intertwined in this little town um and uh they're all uh joined together by the presence of a spooky little trick or treater named Sam uh in looks fairly innocent in little orange footy pajamas with a little butt flap and a and a burlap sack over his head. But when you look a little bit closer you will figure out that he is actually the uh eternal spirit of the Halloween season who keeps an eye on uh Halloween peop Halloween celebrators to make sure that they uh adhere to the rules that have been around for thousands of years. So
0: Now I'll tell you why I like this movie. Mm the most. It the, the connective tissue is great. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? There's um all the movies kind of like interlink with each other. You know, you'll be walking down the street with one character and you'll see something happening in the background uh that happens to kind of coincide with another one of the of the plot lines that's going on. It's just fun. It's real good fun. Um it's almost like does for Halloween what a lot of Christmas movies do, don't they? It's kind yeah. of like it really kind of like puts those trad- traditions like out front and center it's got some real creative scares in it uh the car- the fucking actors in this are great
1: yeah mm, brian cox
0: i mean come on yeah. dylan baker yeah dylan I mean, baker won on. an
1: award for this i think because he's so good
0: Dylan Baker's like massively underrated yeah
1: that's Stephen Wilkins Principal Wilkins in, yeah. the, in the film creepy like Principal right. yeah, Wilkins so. well because
0: yeah. the the first time that I saw Dylan Baker was in an even scarier role than this when he played the the paedophile in Happiness which have you guys seen that I've movie I've not seen Happiness no that's that is a tough watch um, <laughs> so
1: Happiness is not indicative of what you see in the film no, no it's,
0: okay. a real, uh, it's a real it's a real it's a real I don't know. It's not one to watch more than a couple of times. I'm going to say like. Okay, that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Requiem for a
2: Dream. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's worth watching. It's pretty happy harrowing. Film if you watch it backwards. <laughs> yeah, everything's yeah, fine. Great design.
1: film backwards. Yeah. Everyone gets off drugs and we're all good. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but. but um, yeah, go on.
1: Okay, well, this was... Um, uh, Michael Doherty actually did a, uh, a short film, uh, an animated short called Season's Greetings in 1996, which introduced us to the character of Sam. Um, and uh, this film was originally going to be called Season's Greetings, but it sounded too much like a Christmas film. So they went through a few different titles. They tried Halloween Terrors, Jack-o'-Lantern Tales, October the 31st, and then Trick or Treat. And then there was another film called Trick Or Treat, so they dropped the O and isn't just that made one with it trickle. Gene or
0: Simmons treat. in it?
1: I believe so. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, they went through a few different things, but I think when they landed on this it just made it so good. And like Sam, the character, has become like a weird uh symbol of Halloween Yeah. Um, well, he's for a named lot of people. For Sam, yeah, isn't yeah. It? for Samane, yeah. yeah. So he is like meant to be like the two thousand year old uh spirit of the Halloween season and uh there's a lot of graphic novels and stuff about um like the character that are all awesome as well so would recommend checking those out as well
0: i love that he's taken on like a whole life of his own he's almost become in modern times i'd say he's like one of the most iconic horror movie creations yeah like you think about maybe something like annabelle yeah uh, and um what's the name of the fucking puppet from saw it's know. got Does it's got a name? no it has got a name and Jigsaw. someone some no nah, because jigsaw's the guy someone's uh... screaming at us right now like nah, dead, but um but yeah tricycle man
2: tricycle there we go Tri- tricycle,
0: tricycle, tricycle, tricycle ted um <laughs> <laughs> um tricycle ted uh but yeah i think sam he has such a good you know what i mean annabelle's cool and everything um but Sam just has such an iconic look. He's really instantly recognisable. Annabelle looks like any uh, creepy China doll that you can fucking think yeah. of. Jigsaw, um, Tricycle Ted. Yeah, uh, you know I mean he's. Pretty, I've, just, he... I've
1: just literally looked up his name. It's the most disappointing. Oh
0: it's, well, it's going to be whatever it is. It's re- no, he's it's being really renamed. Ted. What is it? No.
1: Billy.
2: No, no. Billy, <laughs> Billy the puppet. Billy the puppet. puppet. Yeah
0: doesn't even—it's not even alliterative. Oh,
2: come
0: on! I mean, come on! Tricycle. Jigsaw's
2: <laughs> a genius. Yeah. like The stuff he comes up with, and that's what he names his puppet. Billy. He
0: spent all night putting together those bear traps, and yeah, he's, he's just, just, just got like nothing um, left. Uh, 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 Billy, Billy, like, the, Billy the puppet. I'm like shit. We haven't got time to fuck around just, with the just name Billy. for it. Billy's fine. <laughs> Billy's fine. Oh. Um, but, yeah, so, like I said, you know, I've seen so much cool, uh, like, Sam merchandise, and, like you said, graphic novels and bits and pieces like that. I just feel like he's taken on real life his own, and I'm fully supportive because yeah, I think he's fucking means- great. Yeah.
1: Now there's a few little nods in there like we said the the movie sort of is like intertwined so you see like characters from the from one of the other stories there's four stories that you run through and you see little bits like it could be just someone walking in the background or something that adds to this other person's story Mm. that you've already seen and then you're like ah right so that's why that thing happened and you know all of those bits but there's also little nods to other films in there which you may not have noticed okay um and a bit of foreshadowing as well. I'm going to be surprised yet
2: disappointed if olds hasn't noticed some of. Yeah. So there's nods. Yeah. So this is. So there's. This is, yeah, to yeah. There's, one. Yeah, there's one. about you.
1: Rest. There's definitely on one this. that I would be a little bit annoyed if you didn't notice. Okay. So, right. So I mean, the, the first bit of foreshadowing <laughs> you see is that there's like a huge, um, like uh, carnival going on in town and a parade and everything like that celebrating Halloween, and you see a news report and they're like werewolves zombies and demons and everything which is a huge nod to everything you've got werewolves in the uh it's like the little red riding hood thing line, isn't it? yeah you've got the zombies which is the school bus um segment and then you've got the demons and um, which is you know just like sam and everybody else that's involved um during the uh, like the school bus massacre revisited which is the actual segment section name which I love mm. uh, you actually see a 1958 Plymouth Fury I didn't even spot that I need yeah. to go back and look at that which is Christine. Christine yeah
0: Peanut getting involved
1: yeah. and, uh and then uh, the bit at the you've got towards the end where Mr. Krieg played brilliantly by his favourite Brian Cox Brian
0: Cox um,
1: and uh, he shoots Sam Uh, in the head and pumpkin guts come out which I love so much rather than blood it's just pumpkin guts Um, and he shoots his hand off and then the hand becomes like uh, sentient and manages to reattach itself and he just goes you've got to be fucking kidding me Mm -hmm. which is a nod to the thing it's a very similar section a very similar scene than the thing Um, so there's there's loads of little bits in there it's not so that I can good. remember
2: them off the top of my head, but there's a couple of thing because it not his look? Yeah, Brian Cox's characters look is yeah based on yeah Macready. Yeah, he looks a
1: bit like haggard yeah, and got of that. hair and everything. Yeah. Is he, he's, he's wearing to like, look a, like John Carpenter.
0: That's what I thought because he's got like a I'm weird like prosthetic sure nose that. on as well. Yeah, he looks he has, like a weird pointy nose. Yeah, when you look see
2: him is in based stream on yeah.
1: John Carpenter. Yeah, I okay. can definitely see that. So, I mean, the main part that you that we're looking at throughout this and whole thing is that um Sam is there to quietly observe and make sure that people are um, respecting the rules of Halloween season so the rules are um, always hand out candy to trick or treaters so we see Krieg doing that at the end and it's the, it's the thing that saves his life is that he happens to uh, accidentally end up giving Sam a piece of candy and then he doesn't kill him because he's given him a candy bar that was like attached to his front and he goes to stab him and he, and he's like oh we've got a piece of candy So then he then leaves because he's that been
2: candy bar named after one of the guys yeah named after
1: one of the one of the um uh, the people who worked on the film they they named the candy bar after him and like wrapped it up and everything which i thought was quite a cute nod um, it wasn't a ho ho like we it thought it wasn't no it wasn't a ho ho well, i
0: thought it was a zagnut
1: yeah it's not a zagnut it had a name but um to see then there's uh, and then you see him at the end and he's handing out candy to trick or treaters because he has to Lotka a Lotka bar there we go named after the co-producer Peter Lotka mm. there you go and then uh, there's uh, always wear a costume you see Charlie the little um, like fat bully kid at the beginning he's wearing a t-shirt that just says this is my costume and he also smashes jack-o'-lanterns which is another draw big no, big no, no. 80s style like fat booty yeah. kid that yeah, kid. <sighs> yeah. Uh, never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight which is the first scene that we see with Emma in her robot Big costume no. and never take your decorations down before November 1st which we never have a problem with because ours end up staying up all year so yeah, yeah. I um, love that uh,
0: have you got any more there yeah any more? there's
1: a few there's always check your candy which Charlie did not do and ends no, up didn't. getting poisoned horrifically I'm not sure how he would have known if he checked his candy that it was Poisoned? No, yeah. uh, but then you see you always check your candy because you see Sam where he peels back the wrapper and he's got a razor blade sticking out of it and that becomes his weapon which I love so mm. much um, there's always respect the dead uh, which the kids at the school bus massacre site do not do apart from Rhonda who I love um, yeah. and uh, never hurt the innocent again is uh, Rhonda the innocent who's like a Halloween fanatic and knows everything about the season um and uh yeah so you've got all these people that are breaking the rules also um laurie uh the werewolf played by anna paquin um she it's never hurting the innocent because she ends up attacking principal wilkins who we know is a prince the principal of the school but also appears to be a serial killer of some kind so yeah yeah so um lots of rule breaking that Sam is uh, making sure that people pay it kind of falls into that trope doesn't it of horror movies being a cautionary tale Mm. for adults Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Um, what's your favourite section
1: my favourite section is the school bus massacre I think it's creepy I think you're you've got that tension you're not sure if people are going to survive you're not sure what the story's about then it looks like it's a joke but then it becomes even more horrific with Mm. the the reanimation of the corpses of the children that were in the uh, in the school bus, and they're creepy as hell. You know, there's it doesn't shit me up as uh, like it's, it's possibly. A small percentage of being shit up by yeah. this film. It's got the it's got the creepy element
0: to it. I love the the yeah. the design of those kids on the school bus is so mm, perfect. Those masks. It looks it looks like um you Google one of those like BuzzFeed articles where it's like <laughs> terrifying uh, 1930s, Halloween
1: thirties, yeah, yeah, or like
0: uh, Easter Bunny outfits oh. as well, like like real no. fucking creepy. But they're so good, and then they. Make them look disgusting and aged and covered in sea- like algae and
1: chains. And- yeah,
0: like when yeah. they come out of the of uh, the uh, quarry. Oh, it looks so good. Like I fucking love that. So bad
2: head is my favorite. Yeah, what is that? I
0: kind of like tall demon.
1: Tall demon, yeah.
0: <laughs> The tall demon is a real creepy the one. Sitting
1: at the back, yeah. yeah. He's really creepy. Oh, and then got, like, I, I expect fat him kid. to not be one
2: of like when he's checking them on the bus. Yeah, mm. you expect that tall demon is going to turn out to actually be
1: something horrific. That's true. It's, and when I, creepy. I feel
0: like when I first saw this, I thought Sam was going to be something to do with the kids in the bus.
1: Mm, like,
0: before yeah. we got to the end, I was like, he's going to be one who maybe escaped, or yeah. he had, like, something else going on with him beforehand. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, but he's
2: actually the son of the bus driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. Um, no, I, I got that vibe, too. Is, that,
0: is this your favourite one as well? Uh,
2: I, My favourite part of the film is it's the whole scene with the principal and his obnoxious son. Yeah, <laughs> like, for really me, cool. that's just hilarious. It's just that worst case scenario you're trying to bury a body in your garden and your kids yelling out the window but, we've all been there but we've in a like
1: normal situation it would be you're trying to do like a normal everyday task and your kid is just yelling like I want to go to the parade I want thing and yeah, he's just getting annoyed at it. But I like it's, it's almost doing got that a really like, abnormal thing.
0: It's almost got that like element of like bedroom farce to it as well. Yeah. Where it's like every two seconds someone's like <laughs> bursting through the door and it's like oh what? Well, now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the
1: yeah. dog,
2: and then it's the weird interaction with the neighbor, and then the kid yelling. And he's just trying to bury a body. Yeah, minding I mean, his for own God business. Sake,
1: just let him do what he's doing. But I also
2: like that segment for although it's not an obvious end to it, but what when they he goes into the house and obviously takes the kid to do the jack-o'-lantern and there is that kind of interplay is is he gonna murder the kid because he's sick of it yeah and there was a moment just before the reveal that i was like i know where this is going
0: Mm. okay
2: but it wasn't undermined by that because i i loved the fact that it's not a pumpkin yep
0: now i love everything about that section up until they get inside and then they do that a thing that always really annoys you is where they Intentionally mislead you, where it's like why when he's got the knife like hidden behind his back, and then he's he's, like really slowly like bringing it back, and I'm like if you yeah like things like that I find are a little bit cheap, Hmm. um and so I didn't that's not my favourite part when he's when he is burying the body in the back garden and when he's on the front uh porch with the kid, which I think kind of like sets up kind of like the rules for the worlds, really nicely yeah. those are my two favorite parts of that scene um and like i said it's just the one bit where you know like i said he's got the knife hidden behind his back and they're really trying to like egg it on that, that the kid's gonna, gonna get gonna kill killed yeah. so that's the, the one part that i don't like about it see i
2: kind of felt like that's done intentionally because it's i i felt it it feel it's done Knowingly, like Mm. yeah, we are really labouring the point here, but it's a conscious, almost like a commentary on films that do that seriously and make it really obvious. So they're like, (laughs) so yeah, they'd like you, and and I think that's the bit. Like I said, I I didn't kind of, I wasn't sat there going, oh, obviously it's going to be a head on the plate, Mm. but I was aware at that point that it wasn't. ...going to be him killing the kid... ...that it was so obviously leading up to that... ...that it wasn't going to be that. Yeah.
0: One thing as well... Is it... Are we to believe that the principal... ...has been killing people all night? Mm. Because in the back garden... He, there's a there's a body that's there's someone in that grave who's still alive. Yeah, and originally, like a clown, yeah. but yeah. Orig- oh, really?
1: Yeah, it's well, it looks like a clown. Cause it's like a stripy. Sleeve, oh yeah. And like a okay. Because originally, to be
2: one of those three kids that were also trick or treating. Oh yeah, maybe. No. No,
0: because he can't. Because they went to go see that was brian um, cox after oh yeah.
1: yeah it just because their costumes were similar i yeah. looked but then i worked out the time i sort of looked at the timeline and was like no that's not quite right but yeah it's basically like it could have been because
0: that's the, the other the one other thing i find that part you know what i mean i'm not confused by it i'm not mad at it but i just feel like they don't establish that he's like killed a bunch of other people that night yeah. and because otherwise how would they have got Charlie's head on the plate without him carrying it out from the back garden? You know, yeah. what I mean, etc., etc. et cetera. Real nitpicky bullshit. But then the other but- thing
1: is, like, you see... uh principal wilkins is the like vampire quote unquote vampire <laughs> who goes out to the parade and he's like already said to his son oh i have a date so it's obviously that um it it leads into you know like never uh, never harm the innocent he's already killed children and then he's um like killing he's like killing the the girl who's just there to have a party or whatever mm. um Get laid yeah and night. then and then sam is um uh sam is at the party with the werewolves just sitting and enjoying what's going on because he sees that like everyone who's involved you know all the the werewolves that are involved in the um uh like the massacre of all the men that they've brought to the party i think it's meant to be like none of them are innocent so he's like yep no rule breaking's going on here i'm just gonna Mm. sit on a log and eat some candy and (laughs) watch this all happen
0: now for me that werewolf one is my least favorite Mm. I've seen a lots of people online say it's their favorite section though.
1: Well, you but, get got loads of naked chicks, so it's probably yeah. yeah, but it's
0: uh, it doesn't like <clears throat> it doesn't gel as well with the rest of it. I don't I feel like that the kind of like connection between that and everything else that go is going on is not as strong. Mm. Um we'll cu- we'll talk about that the well section a little bit more later on. My favorite section has changed cuz Kirsty, and I were literally talking before we decided to do this review maybe 2 days ago and we were talking about Trick or Treat and I said what is your favorite section and she said the Halloween but uh, the the school, school bus, bus massacre and I said the same I was like yeah that's my favorite on this rewatch though I mostly loved the Brian Cox ending yeah. I thought it was such a strong ending cuz the thing is the other scenes um they sit really nicely in the section of the film that they're in they don't feel like super hyped up and you know like this is the crescendo of the whole movie this kind of they're all exciting and they've got stuff going on and there's kind of like an arc to each of the the little mini stories but his one really seems like a fitting ending to the film especially because it kind of like gets Sam involved more um, who I guess you know has been in the background and the periphery of a lot of the stories and hes they've really kind of like amped him up and made you think, who is this guy? What is he all about? And then they kind of like, not explain, but they you kind of you get to see a little bit more about him. I just thought it was so ingenious, some of the stuff they do. I think the scariest point in the movie as well is when he's trying to unbolt the front door and he's got all that glass embedded in his hands and then you see Sam... Um, crawl across the top of the ceiling, mm-hmm. like he crawls down from like around the banister and then like you see him scuttle above his head. I fucking mm-hmm. love that it shits me up every time, yeah, and also I guess whether this you would maybe class this as not as part of that that story, but the ending of the movie when the when it's established that uh Brian Cox's character was the the driver of the bus uh that went over the edge and killed all the kids. And then when they come back and get him at the end, yeah, I fucking love that Such ending so end. much. Yeah, um, it's just so much fun. Such a good fun time to be had. Um, but yeah, any anyone else want to yeah. sing some praises just, of that last bit?
1: Like I said, I just love that. You know, we've we've had a bunch of movies before. I think the movie that we um, that we reviewed uh, previously, uh, all three of us, was Phantasm and we talked about the fact that like there were bits in that where you had different characters that were discovering different sections of the film um and um that they were uh it just didn't sort of gel together at the end they didn't bring it all together and find what they had what they'd been discovering whereas this it all ties together everyone every main character in this has a connection or an interaction with The other people even Mm. if it's small even if it's just bumping into each other on the street um or you know uh, but then they all have the interaction with sam as well but without sometimes without even realizing Mm. yeah and it's just so well done it's got the overarching story um you've got yeah just everything is everything is um tied up nicely together at the end there's nothing that's left um like, there's no questions really it's just like no. beautifully put together it's just
0: like really nice self-contained little horror anthology mm. yeah um
1: but like the graphic novels go deeper into like the history of of sam and how he's been around for thousands of years and you know they have like a section which is about like um like native americans having like an autumn spirit and like this uh one of the the guys in the tribe gives his daughter a doll that resembles sam
0: oh really yeah
1: and then sam is uh the character is meant to be able to um shapeshift and change his uh look to whatever uh is needed or whatever would allow him to maybe slip on unnoticed so the fact that he picks the image of a small child In a in a sort of trick or treat uh, you know trick or treater kind of costume means that he can he can slip unseen really like around and just oversee and make sure that everybody's like playing by the rules. Mm. But another interesting little fact is that the kid at the beginning that we were talking about that's like really. Uh, It's a little bit pervy, like he's peeping through the changing rooms at the girls who end up being werewolves and like watching them getting changed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the kid in the Sam costume no yeah so it really? yep. ah. and most of the other kids that are that you see walking around uh, that are in full mask and you can't see their faces most of them were played by little people because so much of the film was filmed at night and yeah. the contracts wouldn't allow kids to be working and that late that. so it's a lot so when you watch it again you're like that's just a lot of like little <laughs> small yet, it's adults and like
2: a weird link to, to the last one we did together in Phantasm yeah all of the Jawas are played by children uh, yes
1: so you'd expect that to be <laughs> little people, which is what we were talking about. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a great film. We recommend watching it. It gives you that warm Halloweeny y feeling. Everything is like the even the 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 tones and the it's colors, so saturated. Yeah, isn't it? it's so yeah. good. And so yeah, if you're looking for a movie that's uh, that will give you just a little bit of a fright uh that isn't full-on uh horrific horror although there are some uh pretty intense bits in it we'd recommend this for your halloween night movie watching if you haven't seen it
0: yeah like you said i think it's it kind of straddles that line quite nicely of being kind of like quite good fun but Mm. also being kind of scary Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's got it really strikes that nice balance um i love the the other movie he did as well i love krampus Yes. Krampus, oh is, a, God, Krampus yes. is a fucking great movie. Really underrated, I think. I yeah. really like Krampus. Yeah. Um,
1: maybe review that around Christmas. That's yeah, up there that's with a good Black shout.
0: Christmas as
2: little... one of my favourite Christmas movies. Favourite horror true. Christmases. Yeah. Yes. Grem-
0: Gremlins got to be on the list somewhere. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Nightmare before Christmas. I know it's not technically horror. It's scary, but it's, it's, it's horror. It's a good
0: one. Yeah. In terms of the trailers. horror adjacent. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's
1: definitely horror adjacent. That's my favourite.
0: um anyone else got anything to say about any of the sections do we didn't really talk about the, the werewolf one too much yeah like i said it's not my oh well i'll tell you what we haven't spoken about uh, at all about is the opening the, mm. the opening with um leslie bibby yeah. and her boyfriend and the first kind of um he plays hero
1: the, in uh um
2: uh Battlestar. oh yeah yeah i loved him in dollhouse um <laughs>
0: so it's a fucking great great opening yeah Um. they really play with that kind of uh,
2: pulling the sheets off yeah. of the I mm. love that their relationship's weird though when she's like I'll just uh, clear up the Halloween decorations and you can go and watch a porno upstairs
1: yeah great <laughs> okay <laughs> sure um, uh, but you like you said that, that sets up the whole you know she um, like uh, we're not sure where the horror is going to come from Cause she comes home and she's like i'm tired you know i hate halloween so she's already disrespecting decorated the whole house i'm wearing a really elaborate robot costume That's but robot she's costume. like i hate halloween which kind of sets up she's disrespecting the holiday she's disrespecting the dead which is what the basis of the halloween and sour celebrations would be um So we've already got that. She blows out the candle and there's like a shh of music. Like Mm. you're like, "Uh uh-oh, you've done something bad. Um, She starts tearing down the the decorations and they've got like ghost uh sort of on on tops sort of like, like crucifix mm. yeah and she starts tearing them down but each time she's doing it she's turning around and seeing something spooky so you see a, a kid just staring straight at her like with a mask on from across the street and you're like oh what's gonna happen and it just turns out he's waiting for his friends um but each time she's not looking at what she's doing and she tears the sheet down and you're expecting something to be mm-hmm. under there and there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, I like I like the fact that they play with the idea of the jump scare and it comes from somewhere.
1: It builds up and drops down and then it and then it suddenly happens. But so, it's still a sheet. it's just not from where you expected yeah. it to yeah. be. And it's um, just so well done because you you start looking. I mean, we do it all the time with horror where if if the character is off to the side of the screen and there's blank space on the other That's side, you are expecting right something mm. to appear from that bit. So you're not even watching what the actor's doing. You're watching the blank space waiting for something to happen. So we were waiting for those things to happen, and then it just comes out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh, okay." But I'm not expecting. I that. like
0: the kind of like button to that scene as well, where you where the guy goes outside, and the whole time we keep on seeing these. Um, uh, like plastic severed limbs like hanging from the tree mm-hmm. and just as you know that something has happened they fo- they adjust the focus on the camera ever so slightly and you see that it's her hand with that's hanging from ring. the tree with a wedding ring and it's dripping blood and then he pulls the sheet off and then she's got that fucking amazing like bug-eyed look on her face and she has uh, Sam's lolly pop, which becomes kind of like uh, quite important later on in the movie like jammed in her face mm. and then it fades into those... Um, uh like comic book pages which uh-huh. i think is like really apt because obviously it takes loads of uh, influence from those like ec ca- ec comics like horror comics from you know back yeah. in the day and
1: It was based on it the, they've got like we said the graphic novels that go along with it we'll post up links to where you can get them or where you can find out a bit more about them because they are definitely worth a read they're really yeah. good
0: so <coughs> excuse me <laughs> um yeah anyone else got anything else to say about this one mm. well i think we wanted to keep this one quite short but
1: just a little short
0: and sweet trick-or-treat yeah. one for you. But... Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. <laughs> um, I Someone needs to be getting on Michael Doherty's ass and making him make Trick-or-Treat Part 2. He's yeah. been... He's They've been, been, been talking about it for fucking yeah. years. And I just want to see it. Because I feel like this is a universe. Like Kirstie said, graphic comics, graphic novels and all this kind of stuff. There's obviously so much that could be done with this. I'd really love to see... Um, a new, a good new horror anthology movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's about time. You know, we had. Um, I've not seen. Did you see Scary Tales to Tell in the Dark?
2: No, I still want to see that.
0: Okay, because I feel like that's kind of an anthology, isn't it? Art. Yeah, um, it's like lots of different.
2: We watched VHS. Yeah, VHS. Like the first, first one's good. Yeah, first one's good. good. I
0: like. Yeah. the The final that. Fi- oh, we should probably watch that again at some point. No, i the, the final segment on vhs1 is one of my all-time favorites um <laughs> where they go into the again. creepy house with all their hands like reaching out of yeah. the walls i fucking love that movie yeah, it's <laughs> such a good film um, we
1: then did you... fail to sit through abc's of death abc's of death was not i think good. i lasted the longest in yeah that one. i was, I I was like i'm end. yeah i'm done it's not my fave but this like you said it's just this neat little parcel everything's tied up together everything looks great you know everything about the characters as soon as you meet them, uh, and then there's little twists and turns here and there, and it just gets tied up so nicely. And it's such a difficult thing to do in horror, like we've seen so many where they just have no idea how to end it. And this, because of the yeah. non linear way that they do it, it just ties it up so nicely. Yeah. And I just, you just leave feeling satisfied with like what has happened rather than feeling a bit blue balled like we have done with some yeah. of the films <laughs> where you're just like what happened there you know like this just everything is answered yeah you feel yeah you feel like you know everything about it and you know you just want more so we're hoping yeah. trick or treat two does happen and that it's just as good
0: like i said how how many times have i said on this podcast ending a horror movie has got to be one of the most Mm -hmm. difficult things to do there are so many great horror movies so many great horror movies that are just let down by not being able to kind of stick the landing this one sticks the landing the acting's fucking spot on they create a really iconic um, character in it Uh, you know the background characters are brilliant it's funny Maybe could have had a little bit more gore, but then I understand they're kind of not shooting for that. No, they're not shooting for that like hardcore gore hound kind of audience. This is much more like the um, you know, I mean, you could show this to a casual horror fan and they would be just as in love with it yeah. as people who kind of like get all the references and you know who who love that genre. Um, Charlie, you got anything else you want to say to um, wrap it up?
2: No, I don't think so. I think you covered it all. It is a, a beautiful little film, yeah, just. Nice little kind of taster of it. Mm. Um, Like you said, it it doesn't need so much that resolution and it doesn't struggle with it. And I think the beauty of that is the anthology style of it and the non-linear style means you're not expecting it in the same way you do a film that sets itself up as your standard, you know, problem, attempt to repair, resolution, the end. You, You don't expect it, so what you get is... Everything
1: you wanted it to be. Yeah, mm. it's just this little capsule of a small town that's like there's lots of creepy stuff going on under the surface, which I love. So, yeah. so yeah, uh,
0: just would you would you have this on the list proper?
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Same.
0: Yeah. There's, there's already like five movies uh, just off the top of my head not even looking at the list where I think well this is a better movie than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so I'll be I think we'll submit this for the for the for the reshuffle for the next reshuffle. Yeah. So one of the one of the movies on the oh, list that's on the moment go. might get bumped off. Ooh. Ooh interesting. Yeah. Um cool. So I'm looking forward to doing that and yeah. seeing how that shakes out. Um, but get online. Uh, let us know what you think of this movie because obviously we've not hyped up beforehand because we kind of wanted to drop it as like a little uh, a little treat for your trick or treats. <laughs> um, but let, get online. Uh, let us know what you think of this movie. Let us know if you think uh, we've overlooked the the werewolf scene for any particular reason. Like I said, it's not it's not my favourite, but I I still like it. It's not it's just not my favourite. Um, but yeah let us know if we've got the the sections in the correct order and all that kind of stuff yeah and just let us know what you think
1: yeah Yeah. behind the sofa podcast on instagram and uh facebook.com slash behind the sofa podcast come and let us know what you think um and uh yeah keep an eye out for the next episodes and we'll be able to uh get your mini reviews on the episode if you let us know beforehand so
0: cool charlie want to say goodbye bye lovely yeah you did exactly what I asked you to do which is all I could ask right uh, from behind the sofa
1: good night and happy Halloween happy Halloween Halloween. Halloween.
0: trick or treat smell my feet (laughs) give me something good to eat (laughs)